extra minutes. Not too much. Okay. Yeah. So so we're recording. Okay. It's cool. me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Hey. Yay. And it's me, Daniel. Carrie. Patrick. All right. And this week we have come around full circle. Uh, what does that we, mean? Well, we've come. We're recording at the end of the month. Oh yeah. yeah which yeah. means that we have to fulfill our monthly quota of Liam Neeson sexy times. Oh so we make, yeah. So we make sure we check them all off the list eventually. And don't just save them for the end. Well, because we don't want to watch like. Four sexy times movies in a row. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pace ourselves. We gotta spread the love as twerk. Ah, uh, we don't want to talk about the spread love and everything. Mm. Yeah. Ew. Thank you. Mom very much. says no. So, uh, this week we watched the movie Under Suspicion. And if you Google the movie Under Suspicion, make sure you pick the one from nineteen ninety one that has Liam Neeson in it, not the one from two thousand with Morgan Freeman in it. This was hard to find. This was. This one definitely not on Amazon Prime or Netflix or at the library. I think I bought this on eBay. Probably. Although the one for, with Morgan Freeman might be a good movie too. It might be a good movie Don't too. Know. But but we're not talking. Not we're not talking about it this time. We're totally not. We could probably do a side podcast on movies that are the same name as other movies in compare and contrast. <laughs> okay, that would be a totally different podcast. I'll just save that for more podcast ideas. Anyways, so this is 1991, and I don't think we've actually talked about 1991 yet for the Academy Awards. Which is kind of weird. I thought we'd have been through it by now. Yeah. So, Silence of the Lambs got Best Picture. That okay. would make sense. Uh, Terminator 2. Not Best Picture. Not Best Picture. Uh, special effects almost certainly. I'm scrolling down the list. Mom says no. Uh, Anthony Hopkins got Best Actor, and Jodie Foster got Best Actress. So, you know, that was the movie of the year. Huh. Uh, City Slickers got an award. Fisher King. Thelma and Louise got Best Screenplay. Um, see here. Best Original Score to Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, not terribly surprising there. Best Sound was Terminator 2. What? Well, they had cool... Really? And Best Sound is a different category from Sound Effects. The and it won both of them. And best makeup. Huh. But not best costume design. What? So weird. Terminator 2 got all those? Yeah. Oh, wow. Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country, was also this year. It was a runner up in best makeup, as was Hook. Mm. Huh. So this was another. Mm. Okay, and best visual effects for Terminator 2. So it got yeah, all of the fancy ones. Anyways, this film most certainly was not going to be in the running for anything because it was... No, it's... I mean, it's... It's a... I think an interesting movie, but not... It didn't have the... Oscar The King. zing. No. I... This, it, this one, I believe it was... Well, it was an England-produced film mm-hmm. that had a run in the United States to little acclaim. Yeah. I... Sir also appearing in this film. Who else is in this one? The guy from Princess Bride. There's a guy from Princess Bride. Uh, those of you who know us... We like us some Princess Bride. We like us some Princess Bride. And the guy in this movie who was a massive jerk, an actor by the name of Malcolm Story with two R's, uh, played the guard who stands outside when they are sneaking back into the castle at the end of the film. You're talking Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yes. Princess Bride. He does not play that character in this film as well. That would be very interesting, though. (laughs) Other than that, I mean... Oh, you mean this key. Yes. Other than that, I the main actress of this film, uh, a woman by the name of scroll to the side. I still can't figure out where we know Laura her. Laura San Giacomo. 
We must know her from NCIS. Yeah, I've seen. I, I know I've so. seen her around. I think it was NCIS because she's been yeah. in some episodes of that. She's done a lot of things. Uh, she was in Just Shoot Me, which I think is where I actually recognized her mm-hmm. from originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she's done a fair amount of things. A lot of one-offs in TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, oh, I gotta turn that on. Okay. Anyways, I the film begins and then Liam Neeson is in it. <laughs> Immediately. Well, we get through the title sequence, mm-hmm. and he's first billing on the title sequence, and he is getting out of a car with another police officer. He's taking his police officer hat off and getting out of his police officer car to go into a house. And he's telling the guy in the car, hey, wait, yeah. hey, stay here, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in and check stuff. We then cut, I don't entirely know, I don't remember exactly what happens, but eventually... The guy who lives at the house has a gun. The guy waiting in the car is inside the house to say, hey, the guy who lives at this house is here and has a gun. And Liam Neeson is naked in the shower with a woman. He's banging her. He is. They are not subtle and they are not slow. Yeah, they went, you know, you know, tab A, slot B, go. Yeah, they're going to make kids like Ikea furniture. That's it, go. So, uh, the guy with the gun shoots at... Liam Neeson's cop friend, and then fires through the bathroom door. Yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson climbs out a window, and... In and ca- he's naked. In case you were paying attention, I uh, I believe it was back to the movie which shall not be named, <laughs> where we got ourselves to almost seeing every inch of Liam Neeson. <laughs> yep. Because there was a butt. Yeah, there was more than a butt. And in this film, we see all of Liam Neeson, <laughs> yeah, whether right. we'd like to or not. So, if you are looking to see what Liam Neeson's, you know, donger looks like, watch this film. Well, gotta go in slow motion. Gotta go in slow motion, <laughs> get out your glasses, because he's kind of small on the screen, but boy, is it there. Well, and he's, and he's running. He so. is running, so it's, you know, in motion. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he climbs over a barbed wire fence naked. Yeah, in the butt, butt naked. Yeah, which so, is the first of the peril. Yes, that's pretty high peril. <laughs> yeah, pretty so you know we'll chalk that one up a little bit. I think Dan, you did add a fifty percent bonus. Yeah, there's a fifty percent damage modifier <laughs> to go over barbed wire when you're naked. I think so. Yeah, I and his totally cop buddy who came in the house to warn him gets stuck on the barbed wire because he's, and he's not, fully clothed because he's not as spry. Well, the clothes can get stuck. <laughs> Oh, and skin can't? I don't oh, know. I'm dangling not modifiers can't? <laughs> I'm not in charge of whose dangling modifiers we're talking about. Uh, and the guy with the gun is slowly walking up, Terminator 2 style, yeah. as twere, and uh, is going, has to reload. Right. So he doesn't Takes get, a shot. Well, no, he's not outside. Well, when he's he outside, tries to take a shot, yep. but there's no ammo. So he's reloading. And then another cop comes around the corner surprises him, and the other cop gets killed. So some random other cop guy got, gets killed. I think it was Liam, one of Liam Neeson's partners. Yeah, but not, we not, don't really not know Frank, his main yet. partner, who we will see a lot more. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of skips a bit. and we start Two having, years. Two, two years, years, and we start having a text lay, overlay talking about the divorce laws in Brighton. In, in Britain. Yeah, well, Brighton, specifically. Yeah. I, I had to look this up. For reasons. Well, fact-checking. In 19... Well, previous to 1939 in England, uh, divorce required... If a man could prove his wife committed adultery, he could ask for a divorce. 
if a woman could prove her husband committed adultery and also some other heinous sexy times act, such as sodomy. Or negligence. Or uh, was it negligence in there? Abuse. Abuse. Negligence was not good enough mm. yet. Uh, prior to 1939, a, a woman had to prove additional things. Mm -hmm. In 1939, adultery was good enough. But it was not... That's a weird sentence. It is. But it was not until the 70s when another law was enacted when negligence, living apart for multiple years, mm -hmm. or generally, this marriage is basically over, please yeah. let us fill out paperwork, was allowed. Okay. In the late 1950s, adultery was required to be proven for divorce to take place in England. So... So nice photos were a good tool. Yeah, so nice photos were a good tool. And... Our former uh, detective, uh, Liam Neeson, Tony a Tony Aaron. Anthony Aaron. Well, no. Very alliterative. Yeah. I, you know, president of the Two First Names Club. That's right. Was, he has a, I don't know if it's his main business, but it's definitely a business, arranging for men to be adulterous. In and if, proven so. You know, to have, it, it's fictitious. He yeah. arranges for these things to happen. And gets photographs and witnesses, and yep. so these men can divorce their wives. Yep. Because so, they are, in fact, having a air quotes affair. Yeah. And we see him perform this service successfully. It's a well-oiled machine. He knows exactly what to do. He greases the right palms to make sure... It's very weird, because it's the opposite of what normally happens with clandestine things. Mm -hmm. Is he pays people to remember. That's right. As opposed to forget, which is what you usually do. Mm-hmm. This is possibly why he doesn't have very much money. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. But he... But we're interested in his character at the beginning because... Because there's not a whole lot going on with his character at the beginning. The beginning of this film is a bit of a mess. Yeah. Things are not well established enough for us to the start... Place. They're not well established enough for us to start caring just yet. Right. But but it certainly but had curious. us... we're curious. We are. certainly had it. us curious trying to figure yeah. out, okay... When did he marry his wife? Who? How did he marry his wife? What you know? Who I mean, is she? Just yeah. weird things. We didn't that know all it was his wife. And we it, thought he was just banging some woman. Yeah. And it all gets filled in eventually, which mm -hmm. is a little unfortunate that it wasn't filled in sooner. But it did get filled in, so I'm not going to complain too much. But I think for me, then the the curiosity to know what was going on took over the place where. You know, I get invested in yeah. a character. Yeah. I was just totally curious yeah. and wanted to know more. Now, this is going to be another one where I think, despite it being hard to find, mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about the ending of this movie. Yeah, I think that this if you want a, a fun evening entertainment, if your library's got it, get yeah. it. If your friend has it, borrow it. I'd, I don't know why you're... That'd be... I wouldn't pay to see it at a theater, but... Definitely not. Well... It's from 91. No one, yes, I know. No one I know, paid to see it my point, my point being, yes, yeah. no one paid to see it. Uh, but we can at least get to the part where a, uh, who we later find out, a very wealthy artist mm -hmm. is next up a, on the adultery, you know, next checklist. Next up to, uh, you know, to have himself him. photographed yep. in an adulterous situation so that he can get a divorce. And he is summarily photographed in a situation. In a situation, it's true. It's not adulterous. Well, it could have it been. It is. Well, it's in not anymore. Way. It's not anymore. Yeah, well. Right. That's, Let's put it this that's way. circumstantial. Let's put it this way. His goal was not attained. Yes. All right. Let's say that, you know, when, when your younger brother was a really little guy and asked me, Mom, if you were going to commit adultery, how would you do it? 
And I said, I would go to a hotel room with a man that is not your dad, and I would stay there all night and not come home till morning. That's a solid plan you've got there, Mom. That's what, you know, that was the, you know, how to commit adultery that is clean enough for a Mm six-year-old. I think that's what happened in this movie. It is. They didn't come home. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Went to a hotel with a man that wasn't the husband and didn't come home. See? They did go to the morgue. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, at this point in the film, anything we say is pretty much going to be messing with the uh, ending, which I don't think any of us really, really were on board like calling the ending of this film. Uh-uh. Not exactly, no. No, I call, no. I called little bit, little plot bits here and there. Yeah, but yeah. The, I, it, I, you had to get really close to the end before you kind of went, oh, oh yeah, really close. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, very close. Oh, the last, it was the end. Yeah, the last scene and a half. Basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. things were not fully explained until the end of the film. Yeah, uh-huh. and once they were, it all made sense. It totally made sense. But in the meantime, oof. right. This was. By about halfway through, I think we were fully invested in Liam Neeson's character. I think we, so. I think he confu- did a good job. The in confusion that, had subsided because things were starting to get explained. Yeah, and so we could finally get invested. Now the Angeline character, I uh, the mistress of the dead guy. Were we? I just thought she was a bitch. She was, and possibly still kind of is, but. Yeah, but but we don't want to give away too much of no. the film. I think that they, like you said, the confusion at the beginning, then there was a point at which we started to care about the Liam Neeson character and started to have empathy for him and wanted him to, to wanted everything to come out yeah. all right for him. The be- peril at the beginning, we didn't have empathy for the character. He was just... He was a jerk. Some naked dude... You know, he was a cheap private detective doing yeah. cheap private detective things. Yeah, that yeah. Was he, was, the, he was somewhere between a private detective and a con man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but by the time we got to the, I would, in. I, I would say the more pressing of the peril in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I where I had to say the phrase "peril by proxy." Uh huh. Because we we encountered a point where Liam Neeson was in a great deal of peril. His life was in danger. And he could not prevent it. Yeah. This is not. This does not come up very often in Liam Neeson movies. Mm-hmm. Hasn't yet. Usually, when he's in trouble, even in Taken Two, when he was tied up, he was right. tied up, and they were like, "You're going to kill you now." Bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not prevented from escaping. Right. And he, of course, escaped and saved the day, and blah blah blah. Yeah. In this film, he could not escape. He had to ask someone else to help him escape. Right. And that guy ended up in peril. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. And so it was peril. It's, this is going to mess with our system. Peril times two. Yeah. Well, we can't do well, peril you, times you, two. You also got the 50% boost because he went over the barbed wire fence. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's a 50% damage modifier. What? So you, we can give the, him a 15? The, ap- the, the, the apron's the hardest part of the ring, Dad. <laughs> I. This, well, this is going to be a pretty short podcast if we don't talk about other things. Well, okay, let's think about what else well, can we, we talk could, about. We could spoil the let's, movie, let's but we do don't that. want to do that. Not, no, let's not. Let's not. No. No, other no, characters, no. other actors, uh, directors. It didn't win any awards. No, so. it didn't the make music, it win. music was... Um, pretty late 80s, early 90s. Accor- well, according to the internet, it earned under a quarter of a million dollars in the U.S., and it didn't have a very high budget. 
So it didn't need know, a high budget. I mean, didn't you, need a high budget. You needed uh, spark packs for when you shot through the door, yeah. and you needed you need some old cars. It had a six million dollar budget, according to the. That's pretty high, actually. That's pretty high for for what what was going on. Yeah. yeah. A six million dollar budget, and they only made yeah. a quarter of a million in the US? well, in the U.S. Yeah. They probably made more in the U.K. because that's probably where it's yeah initially it released. A UK movie. Hmm. Well, I location. mean, there were you know nineteen sixties cars, and there were some nice scenes, some some nice locations where they filmed a couple. Of oh yeah, nice shots. The caddy banter. <gasps> the initial conversation between Liam Neeson and Angeline, who's the mistress, who's the mistress, mm-hmm. was about. 45 seconds of concentrated sass mm-hmm. of smart, snappy, one-line comebacks that I I would like to write that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Well, and, and for me, because I really enjoy good dialogue and, and um, snappy dialogue, mm-hmm. I wish that there had been more of that, but I'm not sure that the movie lent itself to having continual sassy dialogue you know I as think in, uh, much ado about there nothing. could have been more of that sort of dialogue between him and that that fairly a jerk of a guy that uh, Malcolm's story was playing they could have had some more interesting dialogue instead they just got mad at each other well it's I think the, I think it could have been written, just mad at each other yeah he could have they could have written that much in a much more interesting way but, I thought I think if they had gotten into like biting their thumb at each other, sir, yeah. it would have been a little out of character for the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had to essentially not like each other at yeah. all from the get go. Well, and that's and that's a difficulty because it was the movie wasn't about dialogue. The movie was about the confusion mm-hmm. and then the uh, the surprise uh, re- resolution to the confusion. Yes. Which we we felt that we were getting resolution about two thirds or three quarters of the way into the film, and oh, we were wrong. Yeah. So I think in that's a, just a different storytelling method. Mm-hmm. Instead of having us really care deeply about the character and then wanting the character to win, it was we needed the satisfaction of having our own minds, you know, get cleared up, mm-hmm. and then we thought we were clear. We thought we were clear. I think so was we it were like all that on when the same page. So Inception well the first time. This ending, it wasn't quite the same as Inception. Right. Inception, oh boy. Uh, none of us watched The Sopranos. I did not watch The Sopranos. True. The Sopranos ending made a lot of people upset. Because? It ended on so maybe the main character got shot. So oh. It ended on... A smash cut to a black screen for about ten seconds, mm-hmm. and then the credits rolled. Oh, with good foreshadowing before it that mm-hmm. maybe he got killed. Was that maybe the end did. of all of the Sopranos, yes. like forever? Yes. Oh, yes. It's another very good example of an ambiguous ending, which this film could have done. Right? Could have. They could have. I don't think that they totally wrapped it up. I don't that. think uh, audiences at the time would have necessarily okay. been okay with that. Patrick, look up on your phone, Dallas. Oh, and, and no. Who, and who shot no. JR. When was that? It was well, before 91 because I was working at the group home. Because. When Dallas was big because the group home would basically go to like radio silence while Dallas was on TV on Sunday night. Didn't Dallas, spoilers for a TV show that ended a long time ago, didn't Dallas end as being a dream sequence? It has its own Wikipedia. Right. The final but, scene in nineteen 
eighty. But there was. But that wasn't ambiguous. But there was no. a whole. There was well, it was for a long time. Nobody knew who shot Jr. Well, that was a really big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was ten years uh, later. This yeah. film. Yeah. But do you think that they perhaps took a nod from that kind of a oh, let's confuse the audience, let's keep them guessing, wondering? It is, but they also resolved it. This movie resolved it. Where uh, another film I'm thinking of now is the original Italian Job. Did you watch that? I I you remember did? it. I did. I didn't like I it as know. well as the remake. Definitely but... me neither. But well, is that, that because George Clooney's in the remake? No. Or is it Brad Pitt? I don't know. It's not, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. It's it, none of the above. Oh, dang it, Brad Pitt. Did I already say him? Who's in the new you're thinking of, you're, you're, Ocean's Eleven? You're thinking Ocean's of Ocean's Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Got okay. wrong movie Jason there. Statham is in I'm really the new bad one. At this. That's uh, the only one I can remember. No, wait. And Seth Green is in it. Uh, anyways, that one, the ending of the film is them trying to get away with their stuff. Right. Because they stole the stuff. Right, right. And they... Something happens, and they are in a van that's teetering off a cliff. Okay. And they're in the back, like, trying to stay on the cliff. Sure. And the guy in charge goes, I've got an idea. And then the credits roll. Oh, (laughs) sure, sure. In sort of the same, like, A-team, I love it when a plan comes together. Uh We don't know what the plan is, but there's a plan. Right. That kind of thing. Okay. Where that's the only other old movie that I can remember ending with a... Well, they, did they get out? Yeah. What? Yeah. This one, they could have done that with this film. They and could they have. not to. I, they had ended basically one main, main scene chunk before the end. Mm-hmm. That's, and then we would have been thinking. We would yeah. have been wondering. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I almost so, want to... So what do you think? Would it, be, would it have made the film better if they had left off that last made, that mm. last big scene? I don't know that, I don't know that it would have. It... We probably needed to care about the characters. Because more. it wrapped everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it was either, yeah. you're either going to wrap everything or you're not going to wrap everything. I think we would have needed to care about yeah. Angeline more as a character. Yeah. We would have Maybe. Need, we needed it was to hard f- to care a lot about yeah, her. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the film, we really only cared about one person. Maybe two if we count Frank. Yeah. Yeah. But we really only cared about one person, and so we only cared about their resolution. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason why Inception's ending works is because... We only ever needed to care about one person's resolution. Okay. The end of the ambiguous ending only affected one person. Right. Uh, the reason hmm. why it worked in The Sopranos is again because it really only affected one person. Yeah, other characters were involved, but only one person was in the will they, won't they. Yeah. Right. Whereas in this right. film, mm-hmm. I think there were two. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then it splits it. Splits yeah. Our so we have to care about both of them before we can accept that one of them is in the wrong. Ah. Yeah. Ah. You okay? Sorry, there's a nut hatch outside. It, those so, happen right I was distracted. She was distracted by a squirrel. No, <laughs> no, a, a nut hatch is a bird. I know it's a bird. <laughs> Unless tune in, you're in, it, tune in next week for a new podcast, Is It a Bird? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw Harry Woodpecker today, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I was Mr. Woodpecker doing Mr. Harry Woodpecker. Stop. No. It was, no. It was Mom says there. no. It was out there on that oak tree. All right. So I think we've wasted enough time. I think we can get to the end of the podcast now. We can. We can. <laughs> Excellent. So, so you want the parameter to be at a 15? No. It's no. a damage modifier to... To the, that to if he, circumstance. If, if he were to nut himself on the barbed wire, it would be a 50% damage modifier. Not 50% more peril <laughs> aggregate. No. no, that that could not be done. Uh, it wasn't that much no. peril. But I thought the I thought the 
way he encountered peril was kind of interesting. Yeah. That one. I don't think this one's a ten because there was stuff in the middle where he definitely wasn't. But when he was, it was he was never in low level peril really. Whenever he was in peril, it was life threatening. It was big. Right. It was big, big. And it was just scuffed. Like I'm feeling an eight. Yeah, that's pretty good. I could I'm, go with eight. I'm agreeable. Okay. Yeah. Eight it is. I uh, tune in next week when we don't watch. When we, don't, when we don't see Neil, Liam Neeson naked, hopefully. Well, We've been wrong before. <laughs> it's true. We've been wrong before. <laughs> the movie that shall be All right. Made. Yes, that one. Okay, bye.